This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Welcome to the three things on the Napsuck Files podcast feed. It's me and you. Three things on my mind. Episode 46 in this series that stretches back towards the dawn of time, or at least later in the first year of my podcast. Hey everybody, Ken Napsuck here. I'm sorry for some of the strain you might hear in my voice. Been sick a whole week. Ah, don't, ah, don't, no cards or flowers needed for me. I hadn't been sick in a while, like really sick. A lot of us, you get the little sniffles. You take some sort of over-the-counter drug or some whiskey or some NyQuil or some NyQuil and whiskey. Some zinc. I, I take a lot of zincs. Sprayed up my nose or in my throat. Doesn't matter. I take it. I start to feel better. But I haven't been feeling better. Got sick all week. In and out of bed. And I had to do a lot of shows. Had to, re- had to record with my friends over the Black Series Rebels. Had to record the first episode of Jedi Council with, with, with Emma, me, and Ace. And... Do a lot of those wonderful things that I love doing, but when you're freelance, you can't stop, won't stop, because then the money stops. That's a different conversation. But I'm here with you now. I want to first, uh, before we go any further, give a thanks, a special thanks to all my high-tier patrons. Some new members of the TNF boardroom have joined. Uh, that's always exciting for me. That's people like John Mariano, Miranda uh, Benningfield. Pete Rich recently joined. Corey Morissette recently uh, joined the team as well up in the TNF boardroom. That's the $15 or higher tier. The top tier is the executive producers. That includes Thomas Rizlin, Lethal Loganites, Matthew Sambador, Kyle Harlow, Matt Thompson, the Brothers Buddha, Tamor Abdul, and Rafe. Donna Long, Nathan Ovendale just recently sent me some great whiskey to the P.O. box there. And Zach Anderson and Ty Schellenberger. I want to do a special shout-out to all of them for making things possible, including my new series, which is on Patreon, exclusive to Patreon, called Inside Why We Love Star Wars. It's me taking a look at my own book, and uh, you think, well, that's that's kind of pompous, Ken. No, it's actually me kind of exposing some of the thought process uh, processes that went into writing the book and choosing the moments, some things I would have done different, some things I look back now and go, I'm really happy with that, but I'm not happy with this one, and just some mistakes. There's a big mistake in the first essay. Some of you might know it, and I address how and why it came to be and how it kept me up at night when I learned that had been published. That is on Patreon, and that is all made possible by my Patreon supporters at Ken Napsuck. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ken Napsuck is what I'm trying to say. Still a little sick. Still a little sick. But we're going to get to it. I also traveled recently there, so it's a, it's a first... Uh, First time I missed a Wednesday proper episode of the Napsack Files in a long time. Um, traveled and then come home and uh, came and got sick. But last weekend, uh, Grace and I traveled up to my four, uh, I almost said 45th, 25th high school reunion. Oh, but sometimes it feels like 45, right? I think it's no secret I love my high school reunions. I've talked to you guys about it. 20th, I loved it. 
10th, loved it. So they did a 25th, and it was a smaller affair. Not a lot of people went to it. I think for shame. For shame. It was such a great time. And as the music ends, we're going to go into the three things on my mind. Starting with number one. Excuse me. Number three. Did I have a... I think I had a swig of NyQuil right before the show. Number three. Working our way to one. And that is the feeling of warmth mixed with nostalgia mixed with this is where we are now warmth feelings all of it of going to a reunion or in any way shape or form reconnecting with old friends even if just for a moment high school wasn't a great experience for everybody this i know it wasn't a spectacular experience for me It was frightening, especially early on. You find your place in the world pretty darn fast, and then you work to crawl out of that place the rest of your life. But I did enjoy high school in the end. I had a lot of fun. Because I think by by senior year, even though I felt I had an idea of what I was going to do with my life or where I wanted to take it, which, by the way, just kind of ended up where I wanted to be. I mean, I did, don't get me wrong, but like the path, to get there is, 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 is more important, and that's the journey. But I think I had a lot of fun in my senior year, and I wasn't a popular kid. I wasn't dating a cheerleader or playing quarterback for the football squad. Ah, just, it was just me. And I had concentrated on creating memories and connecting and looking towards the future with the ones that mattered, with the friends around. And a lot of those friends are still in my life in some way. And this is why social media, Facebook, MySpace, back in the day, Friendster even, I, I do believe, uh, you know, we all owe some debt of gratitude. Now, some of you are saying, now, look, there's people in high school I didn't want anything to do with. Well, yes, but you still don't have to have anything to do with them. But we're all connected in some way. But to get in front of the folks that you had memories with, that you created memories with, and and it's so weird, you know, you cannot predict if you watch the end of Greece, talk of the movie, Travolta, Olivia Newton-John. You watch the end of that. Yeah, we're talking. You, know, you get to the tell me about it stud part of the movie. Then after that, right? And they're all singing and dancing and happy. And the graduation, they're all going to stay together. It's kind of almost like a bit of an inside joke to the movie. Uh, they play it well. There's that feeling of infinity and feeling infinite. Uh, these are the people you're going to conquer the world with. The thing you learn really early on, probably by the end of the summer after you graduate high school, is that's not going to be true. Your friend list gets smaller, and then it changes. And it still changes. It always changes. Friends come and go, seasons of our lives, and you have to be okay with that. I I do see some people struggling with that, and sometimes younger than me. I'm not, I'm not old and wise. I'm just saying, uh, you all, I think towards the late 20s, early 30s, you start to experience it. Hey, the people I went to conquer the world with or met along the way, met in college and thought we're going to conquer the world together or just be around forever, it starts to change. And it, it's a weird thing that happens to you. It's a weird kind of, uh, there's pain to it. You feel bad. And I'm not talking about falling out. Say you had a friend that you had a love, you had a friend you loved, and then you hated each other, and then you don't talk anymore. It's just the natural drift of life. 
You can feel weird. You don't know what to do with it. And it, it could suck. You feel guilty. You feel guilty. You feel guilty for yourself, for them. And then maybe you'll try. Maybe, maybe you get a lunch. We're going to do it again next week. And try, try next week. And then it uh, doesn't work. You have to be okay with that. I've talked before about Hall of Fame friends. I've got some Hall of Fame friends, and some of them were at those reunions. So this weekend, while I was at my 25th, excuse me, I'm coughing live into this. uh, You don't hear me coughing here. Uh, This week at my 25th reunion, I just had so much fun connecting with these people again and laughing and joking and not being not being uh held up on where life took us um worried about why we didn't stay connected or what what happened but just enjoying the moment and enjoying the connection that started 25 years ago or sometimes you know 21 22 23 20 years ago 27 years ago um I'm bad at math right now. Um, and just looking across at someone and, and, and everyone looks different, but everyone looks the same. And that's the best. That's a side note about walking into high school reunions. So we walked into ours. Ours was held. My hometown, of course, is the Royal Grande, California, Royal Grande High School class of 94. But we held it up in uh, San Luis Obispo at the Madonna Inn, which is kind of a favorite, famous little place, quirky, not little place, big place. Many, many rooms, but it's a famous hotel for being wonderfully garish. That each room is a theme room. So we are in a room made entirely of rocks, for the most part, rocks. I think the, the ceiling was normal, but floor, walls, bathroom, everything, rocks. The shower, rock cave. And it's cool, and it's, and it's quirky. It's not for everyone, but the, there's a vent hole downstairs there in the main area. And that's where we were at. And so Grace and I walked in, and of course she knows no one, right? But um, I'm walking in, and I'm just like looking around like, I know everybody, but I know no one. And there's always this kind of weird standoff. And you have name tags on, and those are important. So for the nice, the nice lady who had volunteered who was writing our names down had a very nice cursive uh, handwriting uh, thing going there, but it was hard to read in a pinch. So you'd be like, hi, and you, you see everyone kind of drift down. Now, some people you knew right away, but some people are like, Right, you are Cindy. Okay, um, so that's always part of the fun. It was less. There was, there was less of a problem this time around. I remember my my twentieth. There was more people like you get in a conversation with someone and be like, "Yay, we know each other." Um, this this year was a little more intimate. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I wish more people had gone. If you're listening, you're class of '94, and you, and you had a chance to go, but you didn't. You got Bob Humbuggy about it. Again, life reasons, different, out of state, job reasons, conflicts, uh, scheduling conflicts. Fine. But if you're just Bob Humbug about it, that's your loss. That ain't ours. Because we had a great time. But going back to my point here of what's on my mind, I just at one point was sitting around after the initial kind of who's who in the zoo kind of uh, moments. I'm sitting around with the people at my table, my friends, uh, Joel, uh, Joel Trojan, who lives down here in LA with me. He's a Hall of Fame friend. Uh, my friend Matt, uh, my old radio partner, uh, showed up a little bit later. Uh, my friend uh, Nicole, uh, friend Perry, who I actually didn't uh, 
we're not in the same class, but she was kind of crashing, but they'd opened up, they'd opened up their reunion to other classes to help boost ticket sales. Um, and I don't think any other class really showed up, but Perry was there and she had a lot of, she was a lot of fun. And then, uh, two friends of mine, uh, twin brothers, uh, Colin and Matt, uh, the McKenzie brothers, who we spent a lot of time with in senior year. Uh, and my friend Justin and his wife were, were there as well. Justin's doing comedy now. And, and Grace, we're just sitting there having a, having some dinner, looking around, laughing, joking, catching up. And it's in those moments. And just like, this is why I come. Someone said to me recently, someone up here, oh man, Ken, you do love your high school reunions. And I do with no shame because I'm sitting around and just like, this feels good. It's as if, you know, we made it. Each class has some class that uh, has some class members that pass away. I mean, there's that aspect. Um, but we made it all to this stage as functional human adults whose high school experiences were either varied or I find with your friend group, I could look around that table and we all had a similar experience. An interesting comment on social classes, I guess, in high school, but I'm sitting around and we all went through it together. We all kind of similar folks and similar uh, lives. And and just to celebrate that moment and to celebrate a shared history, a, a shared language from a time. And we could sit there and joke and, and uh, the McKenzie brothers were saying, we, we filmed some sketches uh, that are VHS tape and I don't have them and I had forgotten about them. And, and when I was up in town earlier in the year for a book event uh, put on by the Central Coast Film Society and the wonderful uh, Sarah Risley and her team up there, um, the McKenzie brothers showed up and, and they said, they texted me um, some videos we made. Some We, we thought, well, let's, all right, you know, let's just make our own Saturday Night Live here with our video production equipment. I've forgotten about that stuff. And, and the memories of me, 140 pounds at the time, uh, doing some bad sketch comedy, but some wonderful sketch comedy. To have that shared language, to to have those moments and have them, and to be able to celebrate them and not be afraid to look back, but also know that you're not there. But you can always look back, but you're not you're not stuck in it. You're not living in it. Life has moved on. Uh, everyone around the table uh, has gone into other careers and lives and kids. I'm like the only one with no kids. Uh, me and my old radio partner are the only ones with no kids. And, and it, it, we've all gone on and that's okay. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. When you can realize there's different seasons of your life and these friends all serve a purpose. You can always reconnect, but it can never be the same. And that's okay because that's the way it's supposed to be. But you can gather around, look back, laugh at yourselves, enjoy the shared memories, and know that you're, you are where you are now. And it feels good now. But there's that warmth, that connection in the past. I love the feeling of it. It's unlike going to any other party. Weddings are, are you know, fun too. The warmth of love is strong. Feelings of love and joy are strong. But I reunions, I, you know... Are they gonna, if they throw a 30th, I'll be there. 35th, a 40th, I'll be there for all of them. I'll start crashing reunions, maybe. I just think it's great. And I think it's part of the fun. And if you're out there listening, again, not everyone's experiences in high school with people are the same. And it's weird. People show up. Not so much this one. I remember the 10th reunion, uh, my 10th reunion, some people showed up that it was like, oh, man, this takes me back because it's only 10 years. But it, I, my, I feel... I feel on the inside how I did back then when I see this person, whether maybe as a girl I had a crush on or uh, a popular football player who was kind of, you know, 
kind of a bully or something like that. Yeah, some of that stuff's still there, but you grow past that. And all that goes away. I've said before, I'll say it again, I hear a lot, "Uh, why does everything have to be high school? Life is high school. That's where it starts. That's where the constructs, good or bad, go into place. We all go back to that because we are that. Every petty dispute in the office, every uh, relationship that goes bad, or every uh, gossip you get caught up in, yeah, it feels like high school because high school is life. So it's good. I think it's good to go back to the starting point. To go back where you came into yourself as a young adult and then decided to take on the world or stay in town and raise a family or stay in town and start a business or move to another country and start a business and a family or like me, go to do podcasts and silly things like that. I love going back to the start of all because you can take stock of where you are now, and maybe where you want to be. And then the memories are there. The warmth in the past is there. It's a lot of fun. So too, those I hung out with, those I chatted with, loved it, loved the experience. I really did. Can't wait to do it again. From that, though, we go to the second thing on my mind. And that's fashion. (laughs) I'm not fashionable. If you follow me on, on some social media accounts, you will have seen some of the um, shoes I put out. And again, I apologize. There's little pauses in this episode. It's because I am coughing. Luckily, I have a have mic that I can, I can mute it. And that's what's happening. So I apologize. But I got to get this out. Um, so at some point, I, I, I've, I've never, I've just always been a simple man when it comes to fashion. I don't want to stand out. I'm afraid to stand out. Some body issues, some shame issues. At some point, you know, I didn't get a suit. You know, a lot of you know me from Schmoe's Now World when I was the pit boss and wore a lot of suits. And that kind of became a thing. And I kind of believed in it and became a thing. And it was fun. I love suits. I love ties. Ties and shirt combinations. Love all that stuff. I wasn't super fashionable about it, by the way. It's just I was just I was a business guy. I had a job, a management job that required me to dress up a little bit. And um, I sometimes went above and beyond, and sometimes it just it was just like a simple businessman suit. But because it was uh, became part of a gimmick, part of a character on the Shmoes No podcast, it was a fun thing. Um, as as Makuga pointed out on a recent episode of the Afternoons, my shoes were never the best. I just couldn't afford it. But I never was that. I I, I was. Um, I'm always a jeans and t-shirt guy, but I, I went I went through phases. I remember like seventh grade jeans and t-shirt, eighth grade preppy, ninth grade didn't want anyone to see me, jeans, t-shirt, jacket, and I, and we could wear baseball caps in high school. I started doing that, um, and then started getting more comfortable with myself. So by eleventh grade, junior year and, and senior year, I was a little more back on the preppy side or trying to dress nice. Um, looking back on some of it, I, I failed. Um, and I've alternated, I've alternated. But then when I moved to LA, because I was where I was in life, I, I, just, I just, I wanted to fade into the background. It's a self-esteem thing. I wanted to fade into the background. So everything I had was just normal. Now, look, I'll say this. It sometimes it's stronger. It takes a, string, a, 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 a strength to just kind of be comfortable with being normal. Sometimes I think you can overcompensate. Sometimes I don't want to get deep into commentary on uh, people's choices of, 
clothing or whatever or fashion. But sometimes, yeah, yeah, I think you're hiding something by your super weird facial hair or something like that. Doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, it just means like, hey, that's a distraction. And I think sometimes just being a normal person in a polo shirt and the pants and sticking in a crowd, not sticking out, um, you got to know who you are too. But the flip side of that, I've just always been, I don't want that attention because I don't feel, I just don't feel comfortable in that way. It's self-esteem issues. I'm not fashionable now. I want that clear. But over the last two years, all credit to Grace, little things have started to happen. And and hanging around uh, Josh McCuga and other people, like little things have started to happen where I'm like, hey, well, fun can be had. And it comes from an internal confidence. Our pal Josh McCuga has his moments of doubt, has his moments of depression and sadness and uncertainty. But Josh is a very confident human being, very confident in what he can bring to a party. And that's why the loud pants are something that fits him so well. And I admire it. I've always admired it. So slowly, a little bit surely, little thing, little, little choices in footwear wear of change. Converse. That's eh, pretty simple. A lot of pe- people have converse, especially, uh, you know, guys in their 60s trying to act younger. I'm in my 40s trying to act younger. But then colors started coming in. I got some white Converse. I don't wear those a lot because I get dirty so bad. That seemed cool. Then I got some Converse One Stars. Oh, those were kind of cool. Those were a little different. Then I got some pink Converse. Then I got some purple Converse. Then I got some tur- turquoise kind of teal Converse. Things have been... The colors have been growing from there. But it's fascinating what it does to me and what it does to those around you. And I'm just talking shoes. So you can only imagine if you go to more of an umph degree and just become comfortable with who you are in your fashion. People react to, you, react to you different, and then you start treating yourself different. And that's what I've learned. So, flash forward to this reunion, the day of, I, I, had, I had pink Converse in my suitcase. Pink socks. New pink tie. I'm looking at it right now. Pink pocket square. Bright, hot, hot, hot pink. That was what is it? And then black. And then other, you know, simple black jeans. Uh, slim cut back black jeans, a dress shirt, and a black suit jacket. It's kind of my thing. That's a lingering aspect of my, my body issues. Unhappy with how I look or feel or weigh. That's something I'm working on. But, hey, you wear some slim, slim and black. It worked for Johnny Cash, and you splash some loud color on it. You're good to go. I was happy with that. But I had to go out and get some stuff um, when Grace was getting ready. I ran down to Pismo Beach to the outlet centers they have there, and there's a Converse store there. I just wanted to swing by. Just let me swing by, not even for tonight, just for my personal collection. Maybe get some cool shoes to add to the collection. And it's some leopard print Converse. And they're like, just like screaming at me. My size. My size. This isn't like, oh, look at that. It's a size six. I'm a, I'm a size nine and a half to ten. Depending on the very sexy uh, insoles I put in to make sure my feet don't hurt. Um, and I just thought, oh, that'd be interesting, right? It'd be interesting. But I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. I have, I have bright pink, which is part of the plan, but that's about as far as I'll go. I can't walk into this reunion with leopard print Converse. Can't do that. So I walked around the store. I saw some things I might look at. 
different shade of pink Converse. I come back to those leopard pink, leopard print Converse, and I think to myself, maybe I can. Why can't I? And then, as fate would have it, Grace had picked out a leopard print kind of themed dress. So I text her a picture and I say, should I get these to match your dress? Expecting her to go, ah, you know, that's that's fine, but it's kind of silly. You don't need to do that. And she wrote back, oh, my God, yes. Capitals. All caps in that text. So I go around the store again and think to myself, all right, look, 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 look. No. I already have the shoes picked out that I was going to wear. They're pink. That's a statement. I got the pink pocket square. So unless I can find like a leopard print pocket square on the fly in a short amount of time, this isn't going to work. I text Grace that back. She says, oh, no, pink and leopard print go together. What are you talking about? So now I have no excuses. So I said, okay, that's fair. So I pace around the store again. Sir, do you need some help? No, no, I'm just looking. I come back to leopard print shoes. I said to myself, I can't do this. That's too much. Which makes me, in that moment, realize that's why you have to do it. So I did it. So I did it. This is a small step. I'm not walking around in a kilt. I have before. I'm not uh, wearing chain mail. I've not got my lip to pierce. I'm, I... Once, a long time ago, dyed my hair all black and painted my nails black for a short uh, week. Um, I've had long hair. I've had long beards. I've all those things. But it, so this wasn't in the world of fashion. This is a small step, and I want you to understand that. But what I'm saying here, what the lesson is, is and why this is on my mind, is when I put them on, and I looked down, and it just popped. It was vibrant, and it was something I have never done in my life. Baby steps. Converse turns to pink converse turns to now leopard print. Who am I? Who am I? And in, con uh, in conjunction with the 25th high school reunion, it was a pretty powerful moment to realize this is not something that I would have done 25 years ago. 25 years ago, I would have chosen uh, the simple shoes, the not bright colors, uh, a pair of black shoes that could fade into nothing. You could not pick them out of a crowd. It was like the men in black. This is uh, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. We are the men in black. We are the forgotten. People don't remember us. We are designed to fade to the background. That was my choice of footwear for a long time in my life. And though I wore all black and everything else, that, that self kind of a statement. I went with the leopard print shoes. And it felt good. It felt good because in that moment I realized that this marker, 25 years later, it's a long journey. A long journey. But I'm finally outside of a comfort box I put myself in. We put ourselves in those all the time. You should always check yourself. You should always, always think, am I doing this right now because it's what I've always done? I'm the most stubborn of the stubborns, the king of the stubborns. Bow down to the king of the stubborns. And a lot of times that's to other people. I'm stubborn in that. I don't go that way. I go this way. And that's fine. Those are little things. Those don't matter as much. But 
comes to something like this, something small, but something for me huge. In this moment, as I walked in to this small, humble, intimate, but joyous, joyous occasion, I just felt new, felt different. And people treated me different. And that caused me, in that moment, to treat myself differently. All those things I struggle with. Wanting to be a wallflower, which, believe it or not, I do. Not feeling I look good at anything I do. Not feeling I am in uh, good enough shape to be out in public. Not feeling confident in myself. My ability to hold court at a party, my ability to hold a conversation, my ability to do anything that is not on a stage. The reason I'm on stage a lot, the reason I'm on front of microphones, is I can control that. I can't control what's out there. But in this, in this moment, all that had faded away. And while I was dancing with the warmth of the past and reconnecting with those friends, I'd look down on my shoes and think, I am not who I was yesterday. It's all about taking a step forward. That is very much on my mind. We're going to take a quick break. Come back here. Three things on the Napsuck Files podcast feed. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. We're back here on the three things in the Nipsack Files podcast feed. Thank you all for bearing with me today. I just, oof, everything's strained. And after I'm done with this, I got to go to another podcast. Oh, boy. I love doing it. But here's the thing. Number one thing on my mind this week is rest. I'm in a freelance world. A lot of you listening are in that as well. But let's go beyond just that. All of us as humans getting too busy. Life moving on. It's already November. It's pretty soon. Nah, it's, uh, I'm already making plans for December. Life goes fast. And we work and we work and we work. And I have a good work ethic. And I think I value that in a lot of people. I hope you have one too. But we all need to stop. We're, mental health care is uh, important to us, right? Self-care is important to us. We all need to stop sometimes. And we just can't. And that is why I'm actually thankful thankful to hear a little sniffle that I, I I did get sick this week it forced me to do what I just don't want to do myself stop and be in the moment stop and, and just be there with myself uh, those around me who I love or the dogs around me that I love but just stop stop I don't like laziness, even though I am lazy often myself. I don't want you to be lazy. I don't want the person next to you to be lazy. But we have a tendency to think stopping. Taking your time to get up on a morning when you can. Or shutting down early. 
just vegging out in front of a video game or TV, we have a tendency to feel guilty about that. We have a tendency to say, I'm lazy. I gotta be doing more and more and more. We look at uh, people like The Rock on his Instagram up at 4 in the morning working out. He's done more by 6 a.m. than you've done in your life. He's something special. But I bet there's some moments where he just stops and says, I'm not doing it. Not now. It could be a day, it could be an hour, it could be some minutes. I think it's important. It's a mental thing and not just a physical thing. And so sometimes, maybe just maybe, your body stops you and says, all right, I'm going to give you some germs. And you're going to hack, you're going to cough, you're going to sniff, and you're not going to sleep. You're not going to feel good. But maybe, just maybe, you'll stop. I think we all need to stop from time to time. Maybe we can all do that uh, check on each other to make sure we're stopping. I've talked about things like this before. Go for a walk. Do things that make you feel good. If you're depressed, some days you just have to give in to that depression. Be depressed for that day. The tendency to fight those kind of things can build on each other. And the tendency to go, 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 go. I'm someone who has a, a wonderful existence right now. It's a, it's a freelance existence in the entertainment industry. And it's going pretty good. I'm surviving. It's close calls sometimes. It adds to some stress. Some months I don't know where the money's coming in from. Uh, all those kind of things. But I go and I go and I go. And I wake up when I want to, generally. Generally, lately, I've had a little part-time gig at Vert Screen Junkie, so I've got to get up, set the alarm again. But you get up, and and you record, and you work, and you write. And, gosh, there was two nights ago, right before the sickness really set in, I was writing until 2 in the morning. And I think that's part of why my body's saying, yeah, you got to do that, but you got to also stop. Go, 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 we'll destroy. Go, 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 go is important but it will destroy if you, if you, if you don't stop. So I've done that. I try to do that every day though. At one point, I think I'm pretty good at breaking up my day because on the surface, it seems like this is the life I've always wanted. No alarm clocks really needed during the week. Other than occasional times, my body just naturally gets up. This is the greatest thing in the world, but oh, the work never ends. Right. Ah. But I'm pretty good at day parting it out. The next hour we do this. And then after that, we do nothing for 20 minutes. But then your mind's going. That's the thing. It's the mental thing. It's the, it's the mind that never stops racing. And a lot of people, if you, if you sit down to relax, you can't actually relax. You don't turn off. And that's where the problem set in. So, yes, I was sick this week. I'm still sick now. I missed a couple episodes of my podcast, which does lead to lost income. But... It's a small price to pay. It's a small price to pay to just kind of be sitting here relaxing. Have no other option. You're too weak to get up so you're going to need to lay down, put on a stupid TV show, read a book, read a comic book, or just stare up at the ceiling. One of the more underrated pleasures and vices in life, just staring at a ceiling. If you have a ceiling fan, even better. Doing it now. Round, round, round. Turn off your mind, my friends. And enjoy the power of stopping. It's the number one thing on my mind. I don't have much more to say about it. Because I've got to stop now, too. Got to take a moment. I've got to take that moment. I want to thank you all for listening, supporting the Knapsack Files, and all the things I do. 
some housekeeping about that. I will be traveling next week, so there might not be a Saturday edition of the Epsog Files. Uh, we'll get one during the week, but uh, we're going to be in Washington, D.C. for the first time. Traveling to Washington, D.C. with Mark Ellis, doing some comedy the Comedy Loft. Two shows on November 16th, 7.30 and 10. Uh, come on out if you're in that region, and then um, you know, let's shake a hand. I'll have... I think I'll have some limited uh, amount of uh, Why We Love Star Wars books if you want to purchase them directly from me with a with a signature. You can also do that, though, through my website now. Go to catapsock.com. The store is not 100% complete, but it works. It works. I get a notification. Uh, I get a notica- notification of your address and, and your payment, and then I send you the goods. So it works. Um, but I will be selling uh, on there. I have... Um, a couple things. I have the, uh, you can get a book directly from me. I'll sign it. You can get a book plate, which is just a little sticker. And I'll send you a keychain, And I'll sign that book plate. And you put that little sticker inside your book. And if you're a fan of uh, the Knapsack Files over the years, and just uh, me and my uh, silly little career, I got a set of collector cards, baseball cards, four of them available through my website for sale. I'll sign them as well. And then send them to you designed by our good friend, Brian Ward, uh, if you just want to support, but also just uh, want to finally see me on a baseball card like I've always wanted to, those are available there. So that's just some housekeeping stuff. You can check out my column on Flag Sports every week. As we go into the off season. we're pu- publishing that every Monday. Now it's going to be uh, midweek uh, when I'm not sick in bed. Uh, a lot to talk about in baseball in the offseason. We'll look back at the decade, look at specific players, also at the free agent movement, the coaches, the rumors, and all those things. Just celebrating baseball. It's been a lot of fun. We're doing that as well. Other things going on you'll hear about soon. Some exciting things I hope to announce. Um, and I want to do a special thanks uh, to anyone who is a Star Wars fan who, uh, number one, listens to Force Center with Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa, and I, um, but also uh, who tuned in to the first episode of Collider Jedi Council with me, Andres Cabrera, and Emma Fife. Um, it's been an interesting time. It's been a tough transition. A lot of things uh, going on we can't talk about, but um, it all ended when we sat there and 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 talk to you all about Star Wars and did it the way we wanted to do it. We had a lot of fun. It's a work in progress. Things are going to be new segments, new people are working some things. Uh, I felt the episode ran a little long, but a lot of people were happy with that. So all that aside, all that aside, in this day and age of internet, this day and age of Twitter and Facebook and YouTube comments, generally, generally, I mean, talking 98%, everything that found its way back to us, whether tagged t- tweets or all that kind of stuff, um, everything, it found its way back to us. It was very positive. You're always going to have something. You're always going to have some real bad comments. One troll kind of come, try to come after me. It's silly at this point. It's humorous. Um, we really appreciate the support. It meant a lot. It was it was an inter- interesting week, an uh, interesting couple weeks. And it ended with, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll flew into that. And, and I just want to take a moment here. Really happy to be part of that show again. And uh, a lot of good things coming forward. So thank you for that. That is it for this week on uh, the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Subscribe. Uh, do all the things you want to do, my friends. If you want to leave a message, you can do that through the Anchor app. Follow me at uh, Ken Apsock. Go to KenAppsock.com again for those items and information on upcoming shows. Don't forget the audiobook version of Why We Love Star Wars is out there if you want to hear me talk Star Wars into your ear. All right. My voice can barely take it. We'll see you next time here on the Knapsack Files.